Welcome to Meant to Be. I'm your host, Janine Ellsworth, and this is a show where we go deep and get personal about self-development, spirituality, mindfulness, human design, and all kinds of other stuff so we can get ourselves into alignment and go back out there into the world to do the good work, be the change we wish to see, and achieve what our souls came here to do in this lifetime. Because believe it or not, our time here on Earth and everything we experience in it was meant to be. Thanks for being here. Now, let's get into today's episode. Hi, friends. Welcome back to Meant to Be. Janine here, and I am ecstatic to be alive on this beautiful day and here with you all right now. Did you guys like the new intro music? Yeah, I'm loving this whole fresh start, new year, new possibilities vibe that's going on. You guys feeling that too? Are you enjoying it? Are you uh, feeling the change in the air? Um, Cashing in on some of the New Year's kind of reset energy? Or are you feeling the retrogrades? Are they hitting you pretty hard? Mercury just went retrograde right before the New Year. Um, And then Mars is also has been in retrograde for a while. And it will be until the 12th. So for a little while longer... Keep uh, checking yourself when it comes to stuff that you might get upset or like mad, aggressive, or even just passionate or desirous over. That's Mars getting us, uh, having us review things that we didn't fix before. And then, of course, keep your ear to the ground for potential miscommunications as Mercury is our messenger planet. And that'll be retrograde for a little while longer. But also, as I record this, we are on the eve of the full moon. So that reaches its maximum peak fullness on Friday, January 6th at precisely 6.08 p.m. Eastern Time. So right here, if you're with me in the Pittsburgh area, we'll maybe get to see that around dinner time. If there are no clouds covering it, which unfortunately happens so often on the full moon. So we really uh, have to enjoy them while we get them, huh? This full moon is in Cancer, so beware of any of those big emotions, those big feelings washing over you. Just let them come and bask in all of the Cancerianism. I'm a Cancer, so these these big feelings are very uh, familiar to me, very normal. So you might also experience the the desire to kind of hunker down, which is really no surprise. And we're in January if you're in the Northern Hemisphere. Uh, It's the dead of winter, although when I look out my window right now, it looks like spring to me. I don't know. What's the sunshine? It's been really warm. How about what's going on where you're located? How are things? How is the weather? How is the uh, tone of your new year? Did you make a New Year's resolution or even set an intention or are you trying on some new affirmations? For me, I didn't necessarily make a resolution. They kind of don't stick for me. However, I mean, we can we can set commitments to ourselves any time of the year when it feels right. Uh, I'm I'm kind of like I'm hard. I have a hard time with consistency. So uh, yeah, it's hard to make things stick. However, heading into 2023, I did set some intentions. One of which is to be a more intentional person instead of reacting to things, uh, being reactionary, being the person who kind of like. I'm going to tell it like it's going to be. Yeah, but also uh, I set an intention to remain focused, 
more committed to uh, continuing to build my business and plowing ahead and being strategic again, rather than being reactionary, keeping myself strong and being open to the possibilities. I set an intention also to have more fun, to lighten up a little bit because I can get to be so serious sometimes and to let go of my kind of white knuckled clench on the outcome of everything. Does anybody else have trouble with this sort of being the control freak and and needing to know how it's going to turn out before you even let it unfold? So I'm trying to work on that. And I trying I'm trying also to uh commit to myself to try at least more often to surrender to what may come. To believe that goodness is not only on its way into all of our lives, but that it's here, right here, right now, in this moment, and then in this moment too, and in this moment too, and it's just always here, and that we have to look for it. I'm trying to remind myself that good things are always occurring in my present, and that they are for all of us. And that we need to keep that awareness handy so that we remember to look for it, especially during those times when we're feeling really down in the dumps and maybe exhausted, just totally spent, maxed out, when like you can't even think to do anything except for just go to bed, you know, which is also fine because if you're tired, you just go to bed. But there's also a gift in there somewhere. So I'm trying to remind myself to look for that. But yeah, I hope you guys all made it through the last few weeks, through the holidays. I hope you felt supported and that you at least took a few minutes to recuperate and rest and take a little care of yourself because especially women, we tend to just take care of everybody else, you know, and uh, there's a lot of running around to do. And I, I really, really hope that you were able to take advantage of a day off. Whatever it is that you do for your daytime work or your um, just your day-to-day existence, taking raising little kids and, and being the chauffeur to the tween parent tween children like I am, you know, I hope you I hope you got a day or two of that. So I, I gotta tell you a funny story. Uh, it's kind of a miracle that I'm speaking to you today with my body fully intact, <laughs> my my shoulder blades and my ribs completely free of fractures. I'm embarrassed to admit this, but I have taken three rather mighty spills in the past like two weeks. Seriously, Uh, three completely separate times, different circumstances. I fell on my ass in public. Uh, Any one of which at these times that I could have easily broken a bone or dislocated something or at least torn a ligament and really been seriously injured. But, um, I I didn't. I wasn't seriously injured. It's miraculous. And I guess you could say I am maybe typically a somewhat clumsy person. But this, I tell you guys, this is a whole new level. It's like I've hit puberty again for the second time. Maybe it's a premenopausal thing. I don't know. Um, so the the first time I was at the dog park and my dog and a friend's dog were chasing each other around like maniacs and they weren't looking where they were going uh, usually my dog has pretty good peripheral vision and she n- looks ahead sometimes, but this time the two of them just plowed right into me and I did not even have a split second to like put my foot back to stabilize myself. I just went, landed, boom, right on the mud and right on my tailbone and that still kind of hurts. 
Uh, so that sucked. And then the second time I was playing soccer with my son because it was again, it was one of these mild, beautiful days over Christmas break. And we're playing soccer, kicking the ball back and forth and it starts to roll down the hill. And so I go after it and I'm trying to chase it and I want to jump in front of it so that it doesn't go any farther down the hill. And instead of going in front of the ball, my foot landed on top of the ball and I went rolling like my feet, my one foot anyway, went rolling out in front of me. And again, boom, right on my ass. And But this time I put my arm out to brace my fall and of course uh, pulled something in my shoulder. But it um, again, amazing, miraculous. I didn't really hurt anything. I was sore for a couple of days, but I'm fine. And then the third time was just the other night. You know, I live in the city, so oftentimes uh, I go to the grocery store and I carry my backpack and maybe a couple other bags and uh, I usually don't overdo it um, and I don't do a big shop unless I have, if I have to, I, I drive over there. I hate to say that, but it's a block away, but I try not to drive to the grocery store. So this time I'm walking and I got, did get carried away. I got a big thing of tomato juice because I was craving it and a big thing of um you know, like a big sack of grapefruits and some other like big stuff. And so it was heavy and I was like lurching my way home. And I knew that my husband was out walking the dog and I was like, honey, come and meet me so you can take a couple bags off my shoulders. And so he did, God bless him. And then the dog got all excited when she saw me and she wrapped around her. I don't know how it happened. She, I got tangled up in her leash <laughs> <laughs> and it was like a booby trap and I just went flying um into the the sidewalk and my knee I like landed in the genuflecting position <laughs> with my knee in a mud puddle and it's like I slipped too so I kind of like pulled my like IT band it was just like humiliating so this this is three times in two weeks you guys and then in between there I uh jammed my pinky finger in a in into the, like the uh under parts of the a folding like a folding metal table and so my pinky got bent and it started bleeding and it was horrible so what the what the what the hell is going on this has been an extraordinarily physical couple of weeks and here's the thing uh in addition to these like non-new year's resolutions affirmations and like commitments i've been making to myself what i've been undergoing for like a couple months is making an intentional effort to understand what the fuck my body is actually doing from moment to moment, being really, really aware and present of my physical vessel. Um, and, you know, of course, there are like all kinds of awesome tools and exercises for engaging the body, right? And, you know, we can do yoga and we can just even play sports or like ride our bikes. Uh, we can do breath work to really engage the body. But what I'm talking about is the focus of not letting your mind wander while you're physically engaged and instead staying with that movement, feeling into every stretch of the muscles, every creak in your bones, and um, really feeling into that like pressure under your feet as your body, like gravity pulls you to the floor, you know, as you're like lifting a weight or whatever. So I've been practicing... Um, some some exercises that are really like helping me to create more of a of an open communication from my 
mental state and my emotional state into my body, right? And so this is, of course, what all human design is about. But the, I've been reading this book called The Energy Codes by Sue Mortar, which it will blow your mind if you want to learn about how your energy moves and how to get it moving in your body. But um, they have some very, uh, she has some really powerful, and I'll admit kind of weird-ass practices for building self-love for your body. I mean, and it's just this immense like appreciation for our physical form. It's this connection and um, total embodiment of, of the mag- magnitude and majesty of our human vessel, this blood and guts instrument that we are gifted with to experience the physical earth form, you know, all around us. So um, here's the thing, because I think a lot of us myself included to the extreme, we can really disassociate from our bodies. We numb ourselves with booze and food. I know I do this for sure. And I I don't, it's not problematic, but I definitely am one who has not infrequently said like, oh my God, I could really go for a glass of wine after a stressful day, right? Because it's numbing. It's, it zones you out after you've been like, kind of having your um your heart or your lungs sort of like squeezed from being like stressed and we also distract ourselves with like tv you know netflix and social media and shopping because you know let's face it sometimes life just fucking sucks you know right i mean Things can go go rough for us. We don't all live live our you know spiritual wonderness all the time, and and a lot of times uh, you can feel like you're on the hamster wheel, and everything can become so monotonous, and you just feel like your life is sometimes one chore after another, the the never ending to do list, and so uh, maybe too frequently our one true joy in life becomes like our nightly doom scroll and that becomes habitual. And before we know it, we've lost an hour every single night when we could have been doing whatever else that was productive, right? Like we could have been building a side business or like becoming a really good potter, you know, with ceramics, or we could have even been just reading a good novel, spending good time with our families, learning a new language on Duolingo or whatever. Maybe you guys are better at this than I am, but um, I know I dissociated from my body uh, after some really physically traumatic situations. And so when we go through that kind of stuff, and when I say dissociate, disassociate, I don't really know what the correct pronunciation of that is, dissociate or disassociate. Maybe they're two different words, but what I'm talking about is disconnecting, just totally disconnecting compartmentalizing this is the body and that happens over here and then it gets into danger and so we shut it off and then this is what happens over here in my emotions or in my mental state my thinking thoughts uh and these are separate over here and this is what's maybe trustworthy or this is what i should rely on this is what i'm familiar with and so we're going to go with this body unsafe thoughts safe that's what we begin to sometimes learn if we've undergone a uh, either abusive or assault sort of situation or even something like uh, malnourishment earlier in life. Um, When your body endures something physically difficult, 
Um, and hey, you, this is probably just pop psychology here. I'm not an expert in this, but this is my observation of myself and others I know who I have talked about this stuff with. Um, we can make a safe space between what we know as our harmed, perhaps what we think of deep, deep, deep in our uh, psyche, in our unconscious mind. We start to believe that they're damaged bodies. And uh, we make this safe, distant space between them, our bodies, and what our what we need to take care of on our daily activities. And so we stop paying attention to what our bodies are doing. We no longer um, are aware of the messages that our bodies are constantly sending us, moment by moment. We ignore really important information, whether it is being sent to our minds from our bodies about our health. You know, when you think you put your finger on the hot stove or whatever on the stovetop and it burns, it immediately sends, you know, a nerve signal. It goes to your brain to say, get your finger the hell off the stove so you don't have a, you know burnt knuckle but um this is like the 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 less obvious stuff okay that i'm talking about that the body is constantly sending information and yet we have created a big void where it's really we got to work on sort of like reconnecting and re uh, integrating all of that um if we want to be able to get in touch with the wisdom of our bodies and to be able to get in touch with our intuition our instincts, Um, because for so many of us, they've become unfamiliar and unrecognizable, our instincts. And so this is what I'm talking about today, because um, the, well, I think it's funny, first of all, that I have taken all of these falls recently, these ridiculous, nearly dangerous falls, right as I am sort of, um, coalescing this deep study of my of of filling that void right of reconnecting and reintegrating my spirit myself my mind my emotions my body and creating the you know kind of pulling it all back to center and um, effectively getting rid of that safe space that I had once created and bridging that gap I guess I might say I think it's pretty goddamn hilarious that I have been thrown on my ass three times in two weeks because it's kind of to me like the universe saying, oh, really? Really? You think you're ready for this? You're ready to integrate, huh? You want to be all one thing. You sure about that? You want to see how your energy is moving? You want to study how, uh, where your energy is going and how your body aligns? Well, how about this? And then it's thwomp on your ass. And it's the the earth saying, hey, you're wobbly, sister. You got some work to do to get yourself grounded, to get yourself on solid footing, to get aligned, keep keep working at it. And so, yes, I uh, as I spout all of this to you guys, of course, it is very therapeutic for myself. I am on a parallel journey and uh, on, on the path to learning about this just as much as you all are. So, um, yeah, we're in this together. So, of course, one of the ways that I've been studying about the importance of dropping down out of the mind and into the body has been through human design. And we've talked about this before, but uh, looking at the chart 
And it helps me anyway to be able to analyze that these energies are taking place inside of me. So where I have created this big gap and disassociated, I know that they're in there. There's things in there that I am failing to look at, failing to uh, acknowledge, or at least I had been, right, prior to diving into these studies. And so I've let uh, my very gifts that are in my body, gifts, not like the little memes, but uh, yeah, I've let things become latent or um, viewed them as shameful. And so I have abandoned them or just failed to see that they were there to begin with. And so that really is why I feel like the, the whole study of human design has been really powerful for me and why I encourage you all to take a look as the uh, lens or the window through which you can start to see where you might have that gap. You know, where have you disassociated from your body? And so to bring some clarity around all of this, uh, I thought it would be valuable to lay out what I think human design is and what it is not before we go any further on this journey together, before I get ahead of myself. I know the last five episodes we spent talking a lot about the gates and a lot about the centers and a lot about um, the different authorities and um, energy types. And that was a really intensive and kind of fast-paced, throwing you guys right from the fire, what is it, into the frying pan from the fire? I don't know. Lots of stovetop references for you today. But anyway, uh, I wanted to go through a list of what human design is and is not because, and I'm first to acknowledge this, this is a system that does have its limitations. It has its place in the world. It is not for everyone and you have every right. And in fact, I encourage you to take human design with a grain of salt. So uh, I think by now you all are pretty hip to the hop that human design is one avenue for getting out of the mind and into the body, like we said, to understand how your energy flows. I mean, that's like the whole point behind it. So, uh, but let's jump to what human design is not first, so we can rule out some of the mischaracterizations that I know I have heard people uh, reference. Um, Before we dive into what it is, Besides being this window for seeing your body in a new, different way. So first of all, human design is not uh, human-centered design. Okay, if you guys heard of this new, I don't know what it is, if it's new, if it's old, if it's a study, if it's an industry, I'm not even sure you can get some kind of a certification in it. It's human-centered design is something that um, I think more people have, at least who I talk to, who have heard of, which is uh, something that either might have to do with like uh, management, engineering, architecture, perhaps, uh, uh, ergonomics, maybe. It's like how humans move through spaces and problem solving. I, I, it, I looked it up and... Um, it, it was kind of jargony, so I'm not entirely sure what it is, but this is not that, okay? So human design is not human-centered design. Um, okay, now that that's clear, human di- design is also not divination. It is not reading your future. It is not tarot cards or ESP 
or having premonitions or any other kind of futuristic um, tool to prognosticate on what might happen next. It is not something that any person uh, needs to have a special gift of like mediumship or like the ability to communicate with spirits or anything to understand, okay? It is not that. It is also not a religion, and I will add, it is not a cult. I have to say I read some things online really bashing human design, um, and I'm I'm one of the biggest skeptics out there. You guys know that I have gate 39, the bullshit detector, is my uh, conscious son, so like, I'm, I'm, I'm skeptical of pretty much everything until it proves some veracity. Um, so I've seen though, uh, some really unfair bashing of human design, uh, where somebody called it a cult because of some of the really kind of farther out there, hardlined early on teachings that were taken very literally. So for instance, one of the um, downloads, according to Ra Uruhu, who is the man who channeled this system back in 1987, uh, he said what he was told was that manifestors like myself, and he was a manifestor as well before he died, um, that we do best when we sleep alone, that we're not supposed to sleep in the same room with other people. So uh, according to to him, our energy needs so much rest and recuperation, especially between creative urges, that if we're sharing a bed with a generator or a projector or something, that our we won't be fully replenished during sleep and that we will constantly be um, getting drained. People will be f- f- feasting off of our energy or something. So yeah, that's weird. It is weird. All right. I'm, I'm going to be the first to admit that's weird. Whether you choose to believe it or not is entirely up to you. But I did, uh, yeah, I read some comments on like Quora or something about this because it made me raise an eyebrow when I heard it, right? Uh, Somebody said, oh, this is a cult that makes people do these weird things because the leader, Ra Ruhu, he he wanted young women to sleep alone in their beds without their boyfriends so he could hit on them and he could get them alone. And like, there's no validity to that claim and it's un- unfair and it's sick and uh you know Ra certainly had a reputation I have heard him referred to as a madman as a narcissist and as an asshole and I these are not quotes from me these are direct quotes from other people I have heard interviewed who studied under him um I never met the man obviously but there so there's no evidence he's also been referred to as an absolute genius and a and a and a sage so um but there's no evidence that he wanted to start a cult lead a cult or bed young women um and lie to them so um i will say (laughs) if you want to call this culty i uh when my my husband took my daughter to visit his folks um out of town over the holidays and so my son and i stayed home and we had some real good q a q a qt god qt with my son and I will say, but those nights when my manifesting generator husband is elsewhere, I admit, I sleep like a champ. <laughs> like, I am a champ. I'm not one of these manifestors who, who's like convinced that you have to sleep alone and I don't tell people that they have to do that. You don't have to do anything with human design, but I really do sleep well. I love you so much, honey. Sorry. Um, anyway, I digress. Moving on. 
Human design is also not dogmatic. It is not a dogma. You don't have to follow these teachings uh, if you decide to even learn about it. A lot of people I hear um, who are get into this tend to get really, really, really into it and they think they're doing it wrong if they're not perfectly in alignment with their strategy and authority. And it's really okay. Like people get worried um, about making a decision. They kind of freak out because they're like, oh, it's, I'm, a, I'm a projector. I'm supposed to wait for the invitation. I can't initiate. Yes, you can. You can. Come on. Like this has to be common sense. This has to be, uh, this has to work for you in the real world, in, in practical terms, okay? So there's no fucking up. Um, it's Emma Dunwoody who says that. She's like, you can't fuck this up. You always get another try. Like, if it didn't work this time, like, give it another try if you want. You don't have to. When I was growing up, uh, I, I grew up Catholic. And one of the phrases that my mother would always say about some of her fellow Catholics was that they were cherry pickers. And my God, I hope that this uh, term is not offensive to any culture or religion or group uh, because I, I got to say, I keep finding out that old phrases that I grew up hearing in my household were offensive or slurs and I had no idea. So somebody out there, please tell me if this is a slur of some kind. God. Anyway, cherry picking Catholics are referred, these are the people that would um, only follow some of the quote-unquote rules of the church, the, the ones that were convenient for them. And so my mother would refer to them as like choosing from among the ones that they wanted and leaving the rest behind. And she would say this with, of course, a little indignance because she regarded herself a good law-abiding Catholic and and she would be resentful. You know, how dare other people get in line for the Eucharist this week when they didn't show up to Mass last Sunday, you know? But in this case, I think, and and really, honestly, like, this is what, like, the problem of religion is that it becomes so, um, people feel like they have to follow all of it, even when some of it maybe goes against what they know is right for their own bodies and their own lives. And so I think cherry picking with regard to human design is fine, because you pick what, what parts of this help for you, as long as this isn't a slur. And as long as you're using your common sense, okay? If some of this stuff resonates, great. Explore it a little further. Reflect on it. Think about how it shows up in your life. If not, no problem. If you don't connect with it, move on. This is totally up to you. And there are no shoulds in this system, at least not in the way that I choose to synthesize the material and present it to you. Uh, it's here for you to consider and play with. So live your life we are in a very complex, busy modern world and we have jobs and kids and families and aging parents and we have to survive the best we can. And so if human design opens a doorway for you to see things a little more clearly, then awesome. But if it doesn't make sense for you, then you stick with whatever you feel works, okay? Okay, next, human design is not exclusionary, okay? When we talk about energy movement, we are not talking about any particular type of being with regard to race, ethnicity, gender, uh, or anything else. We're talking about how humans evolved from the earliest cave people into uh, being able to organize themselves into thriving communities and then civilizations. Okay, that's like how we, where we get the energy types. The energy types, the five of them are essentially, <clears throat> excuse me, essentially these kind of tropes or archetypes that symbolize the 
kinds of energies that would be needed to make a civilization thrive. So when you think about the five energy types, manifestor generator, projector, reflector, manifesting generator, there needed to be leaders in a functional society, right? There would need to be workers. There would need to be guides. There would need to be some kind of shamanistic figure that would kind of help the group heal and, um, and guide them along the way. So human design stems from just our earliest, earliest Neanderthal kind of cave people idea, right? Um, and therefore, it can be applied to any person of any culture, race, creed, sexual or gender orientation, or what have you. It is open for study by anyone. It can be interpreted in a ton of different ways. And I'm sure it is, depending on what region of the world or what socioeconomic background a person studying it might come from. Uh, so I'm just putting that out there that this is a system that is uh, not exclusionary and it doesn't leave anyone out and it can be used by anyone. Uh, human design is also not the be-all or end-all of anything. And this is a little bit repetitive of what we talked about with the like dogmatic stuff, but it is not to be looked at or considered as like a thousand percent, a hundred percent certain about how you need to live your life. As I said, there are no shoulds. There is a lot of room for interpretation. There is a lot of space for debate and uh, analysis here. Everyone is different. Everyone's life experience is completely unique. Your makeup is completely unique. And there's a lot of different ways that people take this information and synthesize and incorporate it into their own lives. And that is fucking beautiful, right? There's plenty of opportunity as well for this information to be misconstrued, taken the wrong way, misinterpreted, uh, used in ways that are not resourceful, not supportive. So there's certainly room for um, misuse, just like everything, okay? If it gets to that point where people are thinking that they have to adhere to this a thousand percent or they're doing it wrong and bad things are going to happen, uh, that is not healthy. That is not productive. It's not supposed to be used to shame the way you live, to shame yourself for what you want, uh, to shame yourself for what you do or who you spend your time with. No, it's not used to beat yourself up or worry that you're doing life wrong. Just, we gotta, we gotta pick ourselves up off the muddy grass after we fall on our ass in public three times and just keep trying, okay? And likewise, human design is not something that everybody relates to or is ready to accept. It is not for everyone. And that's totally fine and we can't jam this down people's throats. I've learned this the hard way. And this is, a, this is kind of a tough thing to really learn and let settle in to those of us who start to get super into it. Because sometimes when we learn our own design, and we really relate to it because it's freaking like, oh my God, it blows your head open with like how accurate it can be. We start learning all the gates and the channels and we have all these aha moments and realizations and we get super excited. You can't help it. You just want to blather about this to everyone and you want to look up everybody's charts that you know and you want to tell them what their type is and tell them what their strategy is. And then they look at you like, 
you're fucking a crackhead. Like you have lost your mind. So it's really helpful and important to take a few steps back and remember that human design is some weird shit. (laughs) It's kind of out there. Okay. It's like way past astrology. Uh, And then when you start talking about quantum energy and neutrinos, people look at you like you're crazy. Okay. So not everybody's open to this. So just take it easy. Find a community of people who are aware of it and open to it, whether that's an online community, my community, I'm starting a community of people who, uh, it's a conversation group. Uh, I'll tell you about that at the end of the show. Um, But have conversations with it, with them about this because they get it. Okay. And there's a lot of people in the world who do get this. So if you live in an area like I do, where it's kind of very, very new and avant-garde and people just roll their eyes at you, um, yeah, find a community online where um, people are willing to talk about it and just, you know, because you want to wax on. You want to be like, hey, how's that defined sacral? What does that feel like? I want to know that, right? Okay, um, now what is human design? If it's not all of those other things, what is human design? Human design is an experiment above all. It is a system. It is a tool that we can use because it's available to us now, since 1987, uh, it's a tool, a system for becoming more aware of ourselves, for becoming more aware of how our energy flows, and becoming more aware of how we are designed to move through the world, and how we can connect with other people, given our uniqueness. Uh, It is sometimes referred to as the study of individuation, individuation is that uh, I might be saying that wrong but I like to think of human design as a window into our soul a lot of times people say through through history you've probably heard this that the eyes are the window to the soul but I think of our human design to our body graph as the window to the soul because it gives us a really clear view a new view of what's going on inside our bodies and Harkening back to that void that we create when we disassociate from our bodies because of the stuff that hurts us, uh, this shows us really how connected we are. And so it gives us a pathway back to reintegrating with the beauty of our bodies and the amazing flow of energy going on in there. Uh, I love that human design gives words and definitions to the vibrations and the energetic frequencies that are taking place in there inside this sack of bones. Oftentimes these uh, energy frequencies are what we would might characterize as personality traits, but they're really vibrations that we express. So I think it's very cool that this system gives us words and an explanation behind what those vibrations really are. And then to learn that we're born with them, it opens up a whole new level of self-acceptance and validation for who we really are inside. And then when we learn that there's a high vibration way of expressing each of these energies, I think that just blows open this whole new level of awareness and really allows us to see the pathway toward alignment. And and it gives us the our reason behind why our souls decided to zap themselves into these bodies in the first place. And it shows us the lessons that we are here to work through. Um, some especially some of the more difficult energy traits and themes. So, you know, the channel of struggle, the 
the gate of clinging fire, these like really like, oh, ones that feel like tough, oh, the 1222 and you know, oh, it can really be emotional. This is how we level up by allowing ourselves to radiate the high expression of these energies is how we level up. And it, it's, it's like, we always talk about climbing the corporate ladder. Well, I think this is climbing the spiritual ladder. Okay. As corny as that sounds. Human design is also an amalgamation of a lot of different philosophies and teachings. Um, it's an overlaid system. So they're both ancient and modern systems. We talk about the chakra system, and this is kind of where we refer to in human design as our energy centers, the root, the sacral, the emotional solar plexus, the spleen, and so forth. We talk about astrology in human design um, and the planets and the stars uh, with respect to where they all kind of were in the sky when each of us was born. That plays into our human design. We talk about the Chinese philosophy of the I Ching and the 64 keys or themes that appear in us and emerge from us and how many different combinations and variations on those and the channels that they make when they connect. And we also talk about quantum energy as i said before neutrinos this is these are these are little teeny tiny packets of information that are swirling about in our atmosphere all the time right now and we can't see them they're microscopic they're like more than microscopic teeny tiny uh, and we exchange neutrinos they're floating through our bodies and outward and being shared all the time constantly um and the first time these were detectable by, by scientists was in 1987, the year that uh, Ra'uruhu channeled this system uh, within a couple of months. So 1987, there was a big supernova explosion. It released all these neutrino packets, which are like celestial DNA. And th- this was the first time that scientists could actually detect and study them with the technology that they had at the time. And so uh, that's when we started to realize, holy shit storm, our bodies are made of the same stuff, the same stuff that's in these teeny tiny little particles called neutrinos from the, the star explosion, uh, are in our bodies. And so when we say we're made of stardust, we're not fucking around. Okay. This is, this is like, I swear to God, I mean, it's, and it told, it's crazy, but it, it's, it's, it is what it is. Um, like I said, it was a channeled system. Ra'aruhu has this download in 1987. It was weird. It was wild. He received downloaded wisdom from uh, what is referred to as the voice over the course of eight days, during which he was essentially in this continuous meditative state of higher consciousness, uh, being given directives to um, transcribe certain things by the voice. And you can look this up on YouTube. There's a video where he, before his death, uh, a few years ago, he, um, was interviewed, or I guess he just told the story. Somebody filmed him telling the story of how this download went down, this channeling situation. And it is fucking bananas. I'll warn you. Um, in it, he describes how he scribbled down pages and pages and pages upon the voice talking to him and he didn't he was not conscientious of like he wasn't aware that he was doing all of this in the moment but 
Um, well, maybe he was, I don't know. But it, it took him years anyway afterwards. He had to piece it all back together and decipher everything that he wrote down and start to make sense of it. And he knew it was profound. And then he's like put it together and started teaching it. So um, that's where it comes from. Uh, human design is, you might call it, a bunch of suggestions for how we can step into alignment. It's like I said, it is experimental. It's something you can play with. You try it out. You see if it works. See if it helps. Play with making decisions based on your authority. And we'll talk more about the different authorities and how they can show up for you and how you can use them to make sound decisions that your body wants you to make, not what your mind wants you to make. But each of us has a body part, a energy center that is our guide, our inner guide, our inner GPS. Um, and you can use that to see if you're experiencing more ease and flow and alignment and fulfillment in your life. And if you feel like you're being sent on more of a right direction for you, as we already said, it is not the be all end all of anything. It is a series of suggestions for how you can use this guidance in your own life. If you're interested in getting into alignment. So also human design is a lot. It's a lot. There's a lot of rabbit holes to go down. Many of which I have not even myself gone down yet. And that is on purpose. Uh, it is a tool that I have used to crack open some of those really hard to get places um, inside of myself, like all of those voids that I've created to dissociate from my body. Um, but frankly, you know, we're, I'll say, I, this, this might, be, I'm, might be cool with the depths that I've finally reached. You know, it might be enough because uh, I think there's a ton of work to do in these places that we uncover that are illuminated by starting to scratch the surface and look at our body graph charts um, to see where the gaps are and where our like our limited falsehoods live like they're pretty they're pretty easy to spot once you get the basics down and the fundamentals of human design and it, it illuminates that for us and then it but it but it shows you where the work is to be done and that's where the hard stuff really comes in is doing the deep work doing the journaling the daily exercises the body work the uh breath work the meditation the yoga the uh, reflection, the visualization, the uh, daring to step out of your comfort zone, daring to do something that is exhilarating and scary once in a while to really test your limits. It is the practice of, of putting boundaries down that are healthy to protect your own uh, well-being. It is daring to let yourself rest when you're feeling burned out that's where the work is and I think human design um, illuminates that but you got to take a pause before you go chasing down the next rabbit hole and the next rabbit hole and the next rabbit hole because there's a shit ton of those in this system and so that is why I said at the top of this episode take it with a grain of salt there is a ton to learn but you don't have to go super deep into it before you're able to really make useful uh, illuminations for yourself about it, okay? Like, 
you're going to eventually want to learn what all four arrows mean. Fine, you'll get there. But it's like not the first thing you want to jump to. You're going to want to understand what your Pluto placement means. Great, that'll help later on down the line. Just for the basics, like let's focus on the high level stuff and get you working on the self development the personal growth aspects of it because otherwise like what's the point what's the point learning all this if you're not going to like integrate and really use the tools for your body and your well-being okay so I think that covers what uh, human design is and what it is not So with that, I will wrap up here in a minute, but I do want you to know that I'm going to continue to bring you my interpretations and analysis, my my way of synthesizing this system, which, you know, may not be entirely in line with the traditional hardliner interpretations of it. And I'm sure I'm going to hear about it if I say something that offends people or if I say it in the wrong way, and that's fine. I am, as you know, a manifester. I'm used to sticking my neck out there and getting my head chopped off. So that's cool. Familiar territory and all. Um, But I will continue to share what I know and how I see it showing up in myself and my clients and other people in my life, uh, as long as it's useful and supportive for you, which I really hope it is. And I will continue to share the resources that I have for all of those critical steps after you find out what your human design is uh, so you can use it and that we can go beyond the learning of just our type and strategy and profile and all that and get into the steps of doing the deep reflection work on all those things that come up for us as blocks or limitations or um you know false false beliefs that we that we want to undo that so that we can feel better in our lives so let's use it as that window that helps us see where we need to go remembering all the time that we are the vehicle we have the vehicle that's going to get us where we want to go okay the the wind open the window and look through it so you see where the path leads and then get in your vehicle and take yourself there okay we can do this together speaking of which and i mentioned this a minute a little bit ago um i am having a uh pittsburgh area meetup for Everybody who wants to, well, I can't say everybody, there are, there are limited s- seats available, but there's a, a conversation group, a meetup group. It is called Connect and Reflect. It is our very first, and I hope to make this monthly, uh, January 12th at 6 p.m. I'm going to have this at the Trace Brewing in, right here in my little hometown of Bloomfield. So come on down and meet up with us. You have to register and get a ticket. Unless you're one of my existing clients, if you've ever paid for a reading before, you get to just show up for free, okay? So I'm saving a few spots for my for my clients who I know have asked for this and have said that they would totally be into this because, again, once you learn about this stuff, you want to blather on and on about it, but it's hard to find other people who get it. So we're going to all get together in a room. Uh, we got the cool ship room at Trace Brewing, so it'll be fun, it'll be social, it'll be casual. And there will be drinks and food. They have little hand pies. They have food trucks out front. They have coffee too. Um, Everyone's going to get an opportunity to not just learn the elements of their design in small doses, you know, because we don't want, it's just too much to take it all in. It can be drinking from a fire hose. So we're going to do this in small chunks 
once a month and workshop this stuff together. And then everybody gets to share out what their experiences, you know, like I can say, I can hand you the uh, intellectual pieces of like what gate 42 or whatever means, but I don't have that. And so it's up to you to sort of reflect on how that energy shows up in your body. And then I would love to hear your experience with it. Okay. Same with like, you got to define sacral. I don't have that. I am not the expert in your body. I can tell you what that the elements of that are the, the, uh, what Ra-Uruhu downloaded about what a defined sacral means, but I can never understand what it feels like. So I want you to be able to share this because get this when we all share we begin to develop understanding and compassion, not just for ourselves, but for each other, acceptance of each other, tolerance for one another. And how awesome is that? Because when we do that, not just in the little cool ship room with our small group, but the ripple effects of that are magnitudinous. How about that for a $5 word? Magnitudinous. I dare you to use that today. Uh, The ripple effects are huge. You leave this meetup having gained compassion and understanding and like an aha moment for somebody who has, say, an undefined heart center while yours is defined and you've been frustrated your whole life with these people who have no willpower and no motivation and their their, their uh, ego is always seeming wounded and you have this fiery soul that's just very much uh, filled with willpower and motivation and oh you're just all heart and you don't understand why other people are like that well then the two of you have a really lively conversation about how that feels to be different and you go back to your life and your family and your work and your friends and you will never think about those people the same way ever again because you're going to be wondering wait a second they might have an undefined heart center I get it now okay so this is like This is my vision and I know this is going to happen because it happens for every single person that I talk to. Okay, so we're going to, we're going to, this is going to be powerful and I want you to be there. Just think about the level of tolerance and acceptance and the new levels of understanding that you can create for yourself and for the other people around you. And how about this? Step into alignment a little bit at a time. There's, this doesn't, you don't have to chew off the entire in a whole phone book sized worth of information at one time, take a nibble, start stepping into alignment and God forbid you get more empowered to go and do the fucking work that you're here on this planet to do, right? Imagine how much faster we could solve climate change and how much faster we could end this goddamn war in Ukraine if everybody were stepping into alignment a little bit at a time. Do you think that we would all be like out to fucking hurt each other and out to rape this planet? I don't think so. I think everybody would fucking fall into line and do the job that they were designed to do. Okay, wow. That just came out of nowhere. That was not a planned rant. <laughs> okay, so get the the link to connect and reflect. My monthly conversation meetup group is, uh, is in Eventbrite. It's also going to be in the show notes. If you're local here in the Pittsburgh area, I'd love to see you there. January 12th, 6 p.m. I will also be hosting a uh, workshop at the Yoga Hive later this month on January 21st. We're going to have a workshop uh, for using human design to build confidence and find clarity in your life. I cannot wait to finally be out there in public like this with just connecting with you all live and in person and showing you how you can find the spine that's in you right that like so many people that I know just have no idea what they want to do 
They don't even know who they really are. And that's exactly who I was a couple of years ago. And I have just cannot wait to share this information with you. So if you're also, again, once again, in the Pittsburgh area, January 21st, uh, registration for the workshop at the Yoga Hive in Pittsburgh is going to be opening soon. It is not available yet, but it will be very, very soon. So stay tuned. Make sure you're following my Instagram and Facebook page. And please, please, please feel free to reach out to me if you have any questions about the uh, workshops or about your own personal growth journey or about human design any areas that you're interested in or topics that you're struggling with. And I will do my best to address those on future episodes. And if you are ready to book a full in-depth human design reading, definitely go to the work with me tab on my website. That's at janineellsworth.com. And you can see the options for how to work with me to book a session. Um, I'd love to hear from you. All right. Thank you each so, so, so much for being here, hanging out with me for this past hour and change, whatever it is. And um, just please know that it really brings me so much peace and joy and fulfillment to be able to offer you this information and to bring you, if it's hopefully a little bit of comfort and value and uh, awareness about how powerful you truly, truly are. So thank you for your time and your attention and being here today. Have a phenomenal day. Happy full moon. Hang in there, guys. I'll catch you next time. Bye-bye. Thanks for sticking around all the way to the end. I really hope you got value out of this episode and that you learned a thing or two about yourself. And if you did, would you do me a solid and rate and review the show? I'd love it if you'd subscribe too, and that way you won't miss any time a new episode lands. If you're interested in joining any of my programs or you want help on your own personal growth journey or you're ready to explore your human design with a one-on-one deep dive session, holler at me. I'm always available through my website. That's at janineellsworth.com. You can definitely reach me via Instagram or Facebook. Reach out anytime. Thanks so much for your support and your presence here. It really means a lot to me, but more importantly, it means you're investing in yourself and your growth. Our time here together was meant to be. Bye.